Nashville Predators return from Christmas break, and it goes all kinds of horribly. We'll talk about what went wrong and the loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. Plus, Yaroslav Askarov surprisingly makes his season debut. What we saw from him today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment roar. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Uh, first off, and Merry Christmas. Happy to see you again. I know. Happy holidays. We're like, we're back. Sort yeah. of. I mean, there's a new year little break coming in, but we're going to, we're going to hit it hard in January. It's going to be great. Is it? It's going to be it? amazing. It is let, going to be something. Let last night's game not speak more than yeah. we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nashville yeah. Predators coming back from Christmas break after that, uh, that that loss to the Dallas Stars. Yeah, we haven't really dug into that one. And and we won't. Nope. Uh, we then come back against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, weird game all yeah. around, man. 5-2 Hurricanes, the final score. But, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of the advanced stats and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating because if you just took the final score away and just put up you know, stuff like possession and shots on goal, um, you would probably say, oh, the Predators looked pretty good. Yeah, this was definitely a game where the score did not reflect what happened over the course of 60 minutes because I think Nashville played an okay game for part of the time. The problem was they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again with things like penalties and turnovers. And, you know, we're going to get into that, but I agree with you. This did not look like a five to two loss when you watched the game. Very weird. I don't think this was Carolina's best game. I think Carolina kind of looked too like they were coming back off of Christmas break, which they were. So it wasn't uh, excellent hockey from anybody, but this felt like a game statistics wise and eye test wise that Nashville could have been in more than a five to two game. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think inside out stuff to kind of get to. So let's talk about the game. 
uh, last night. Of course, Predators taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes go up 2-0 in the first period, both on power play goals. Gustav Nyquist gets one back to start the second period. Thought that was a good sign. Uh, him immediately getting hit in the face was not a great sign. Not great. Uh, Carolina scored one. Then Ryan O'Reilly got one back on the power play 3-2. And then the Hurricanes just kind of hit the pedal to the metal for the rest of the second period. Uh, Jack Drury and Seth Jarvis each scored goals. 5-2, the final score. We did have UC Saros pulled at the end of the period. As we mentioned at the top, Yaroslav Askarov uh, surprisingly makes his season yeah. debut. Uh, something for injured Lincoln. And we'll talk about more about his performance in the third period later. But 5-2, the final score. Uh, and your one word to describe last night's game. My one word to describe last night's game is deja vu. Same thing happening over and over again. This was a game that reminded me of earlier Predators games. This is something that Andrew Burnett talked about too in his post-game press conference. This feels like a game that we've seen before from the Predators, only not the ones that we like. This yeah. kind of felt like a, a, a bit of a throwback to when the Predators were maybe not quite sure you know, about the system or we're still getting comfortable. And I don't think those at all were the issues that the Predators dealt with last night. But the issues they did deal with, things like penalties, things like, you know, defensive zone turnovers, things like penalties in the offensive zone, had the same result where, you know, Nashville would gain some momentum and then it would just come to a screeching halt based on, you know, some sort of mistake that they made. So for me, this really felt like deja vu. It felt like, you know, hey, we've seen this game before. It wasn't great the first time around. We really didn't want to see a rerun of it. So, yeah, it was just more of the same. We've seen this a lot uh, over yeah. the past little bit, especially this season as two. Sure. Um, my one word, Anne, is a Christmas belly. And I think everybody <laughs> kind of knows what everybody knows what Christmas belly is. You know, 100%. it's a week, week between Christmas and New Year's. You're not really sure. Uh, what day it is. If you're at work, you're just have absolutely no idea what you're doing. Uh, you're just feeling kind of sluggish all the time, a little unfocused, a little aloof. And that seemed to be the story of the Nashville Predators last night. You could see their Christmas hangover on the mm -hmm. ice. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned earlier, a lot of what the Preds did uh, to kind of bury themselves in this game, we're, we're self-inflicted. And, you know, you're, you're out there, you're getting some good pressure on Carolina, you're developing some good chances, and then you take a completely avoidable penalty, yeah. uh, a careless penalty. Uh, and then all of a sudden you give the other team just a little sliver of momentum and they take advantage. Yeah. And it, it was, it, it just felt like the Predators were greatly unfocused in the game last night. And I know Andrew Burnett uh, said the same thing in his comments last night. Uh, wasn't happy with, you know, sort of the temporary lapses in, um, you know, I, I guess temporary lapses in missed assignments. Uh, right. Wasn't happy with a lot of the careless penalties. Um, wasn't happy with a lot of the turnovers. And that was the thing that buried the Nashville Predators. And again, like as somebody who is just coming out of Christmas New Year's right ahead, and somebody who has absolutely zero idea what day of the week it is right now. <laughs> I feel that I think everybody can kind of relate to what the Nashville Predators maybe felt last night. 
Uh, the only problem is they're an NHL team. Uh, yeah. That that's a that's a two points that they no longer have to bank at at the end of the season. Yeah. And there's two valuable points the way the central division is shaping up. I mean, you've got to get you've got to get these points. You've got to win every game. And this was a winnable game. You know, I know Carolina is considered, you know, this is a, a cup contending team, but they didn't they were beatable last night. I felt like, you know, they they kind of had that Christmas belly themselves. This was a game that had the Nashville Predators yeah. come in and just been a little bit more ready and, and a little bit cleaner. This could have gone another way. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's I think going to be a frustrating point for the Preds too. Is Carolina didn't necessarily come out and play their their best game either. It's just that they took advantage uh, of the chances that they took. Yeah, uh, and we mentioned an interesting comment from Andrew Burnett after the game was that he felt like the Predators got back to where they were at the beginning of the season. So that brings up a question we want to ask after seeing the Preds the past few games, are the Preds regressing a little bit from where they were at the start of the month? Uh, we'll talk about that. And Yaroslav Askarov season debut uh, didn't know it was going to happen for multiple reasons, but circumstances put him in the net. We'll talk about how he did and maybe what the goal for the rest of the future is for him. First, though, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point of the season, Preds fans. We are trucking right along. And regardless of where the Preds are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, UC Saros will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. If you can correctly do that for eight player stats, you can win 100 times your money. Again, you heard me right. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, Ann. We are talking about the Predators' 5-2 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Uh, an interesting comment, I thought, from Andrew Burnett uh, mm -hmm. came after the game, where he's talking about you know, he feels the Predators are back to where they were at the beginning of the season. And he the, the phrase he used was, um, it, it felt like we're a young team again, trying to figure out how to win games. Right. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting from Andrew Brunette because it felt like the, the Predators had moved past that initial you know, baby fawn standing on the ice that kind of started off the season with getting comfortable with the system, getting comfortable with your line mates, figuring out what you need to do, unlearning some things. And it felt like, you know, Nashville had really gotten past that. And in, in getting past that, they had figured out how to learn games. There were some games early, and we talked about this at the time and since then, that the Predators could have won. They just didn't 
they just didn't close it out. This was kind of one of those games. They just didn't do what they needed to do to win. And so it does bring up the question, you know, after the loss to Dallas, you know, the, the Predators are what, three and one or one and three in their last four games. You know, they defeated Philadelphia. Thank you, dads. But they've lost to Vancouver. They lost to Dallas. You know, they lost last night to Carolina. Are we seeing some of that creeping back in sort of that adolescence where you think, hey, they're on the right track, they're on the right track, and then they get, you know, busted for cigarettes in the bathroom. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. steps forward, and then all of a sudden there's a little bit of a hiccup. And it feels like, okay, are the Nashville Predators back in their adolescence? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What do you think? It, it's tough because you're trying to look at both the good and the bad. And, right. you know, Burnett even said after last game, he's like, I love the energy. I loved you know, a, a lot of the stats and, and stuff like that, just, you know, some of the focus didn't carry over to some important parts of the game. And a, a team like Carolina packed with veterans uh, right. who have made a couple of deep runs, know how to take advantage of that. And so, you know, in terms of him saying we're, you know, struggling to figure out how to win games. Yeah. It does feel like the Preds are back to where they were at the beginning of the season because we talked about how there being so many winnable games mm -hmm. uh, that they just kind of seemingly, you know, drop or, you know, seemingly lose focus for a second and, and don't do that. And, you know, that's now twice, you know, we had last game where the Preds were up to nothing and a 13 second slip up right at the end of the game. Uh, one of the worst defensive breakdowns I think I've ever seen from a single team at the NHL this year. You know, so you, you you lose the game based on that. Then you come to this mm -hmm. game, you outplay them, but your game is just so riddled with mistakes that you wind up losing a game that, quite frankly, you probably outplayed Carolina. Right. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just the fact that you gave Carolina so many opportunities and they converted on so many opportunities and those are – that's kind of, I think, back to that Tampa Bay game at the beginning of the year. I think back to that lost – that 7-5 loss to the Coyotes. Yeah. Back to that second Vancouver game. And it, it's just starting to feel like we're kind of back to that, which is big because we mentioned it felt like during that big winning streak that they turned that corner. Yeah. You know, that they were that they were able to kind of get good performances and close it out. So yeah. I, it does it does feel like a bit of a step backwards. I wonder how much of it is kind of tied in with the fact that this is a little bit of a younger group and timing. Because you look at, for instance, you know, the Vancouver loss last week. You know, that was a tough loss. It was a 5-2 loss. Vancouver has to be one of the best teams right now in the league. So you kind of have to sort of say, okay, that's one of the best teams in the league. And then you have Dallas come in and Dallas is one of the better teams, you know, one of the best teams in the league. This is a team that everybody's looking at as like, Hey, they could make a deep cup run. You have the return of Matt Duchesne. You have the last game before Christmas break. They had it in hand and it was like the, the moment almost got too big for them or they got ahead of that moment, you know, just sort of emotionally. And then you have this game where you're coming back from the Christmas break and everybody sort of has that ham hangover and, and you have to figure out how to, how to navigate that as a younger player. So there's a part of me that says it's not quite time to panic. These are timing, these losses that feel so awful kind of are 
tied up in the calendar a little bit, kind of tied up in emotions a little bit. Um, and once these younger players kind of figure out how to navigate that and how to navigate those moments in the game and the games themselves, it's it should turn around. I just wonder if this is a spell where you're seeing that, hey, Nashville's in a reset that's focused on youth, and this is what it's going to look like for this period because they're just figuring out how to navigate this stuff against three really good teams. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking Vancouver, you're talking Dallas, you're talking Carolina. These are cup contending teams. These are deep playoff run teams. So it's like, it feels awful, but you really have to wonder, okay, how bad is it? Is it that bad yet? And, and what's interesting is I think we're going to get our answer this weekend. Yeah. I think the games that they're playing this weekend, this back-to-back -back against Detroit and against Washington are going to give us our answer pretty quick. Is this, whoa, this team kind of has regressed? Or is this, ooh, this is a young team that had trouble navigating some, some big games over the holidays. We'll yeah. find out, I think, this weekend. And, and if you're the Preds, you're kind of licking your chops to the schedule because Detroit, tough team. They're decimated by injuries right now, yeah. and they're starting to slide uh, a little bit. Bad game for them last night against uh, um, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Washington, who, yeah, they're they're turning things around a little bit, but that's it's not the same Washington team right. as the past few years. So these are the games that are perfect uh, for the Nashville Predators to kind of regain their footing. And if they can't do that, uh, potentially then we may have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one high point from the game last night was Yaroslav Askarov made his season debut somewhat unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. uh, what did we think of his performance and what has he thought of his season so far in Milwaukee? We'll hear from him coming up in just one second. Of course, the weather is turning colder. We might actually get snow in Nashville tonight, but don't worry, friends. The NFL offers are going to stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers at FanDuel get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. You get $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel and getting in on the action, there is no better time to do that. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that you can choose from. You can choose things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So go ahead and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and uh, one unexpected moment in the game yeah. last night was we saw some Yaroslav Askarov on the ice. Love it. Essentially you can never have enough. Yeah, can never have enough. Uh, essentially, what happened was Kevin Lankinen uh, found out he's day-to-day -day with an illness. So Askarov called up from Milwaukee before the game, was on there for morning skate and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then as the game progressed, Predators pulled UC Saros. Not completely his fault, though, I would, no. I would argue. Yeah. Uh, and so Askarov comes in for the third period, his season debut. Uh, six saves on six shots. So... Yeah, not not bad. And uh, what did you see out of Askarov last night? 
Uh, I'm with you. I think it was very unexpected, but also exciting. There is just something about this young man um, on ice. I think he has endeared himself to the Nashville Predators fan base. And I think there's a ton of interest about Askarov across the NHL for teams who are looking to the future in goaltending too. So he just generates a lot of interest. I thought he played well. I thought he, um, I thought he looked like a young netminder at times. There were a little, you know, a few times where I thought, okay, definitely Soros would play that a little different, play that a little bit tighter. There were a couple close calls, but he really stayed in it. And look, Carolina is not an easy team to come in against. This is a team that generates generally a lot of shots on goal, a lot of um, offense. They didn't necessarily last night. Nashville actually generated far more uh, shots on goal than Carolina did. But I, I really felt like it was um, it was a good performance. I think it gave the crowd a little bit of a shot after kind of a frustrating first 40 minutes. Um, but I, I liked what we saw from him. I like getting him experience. I thought it was a really interesting decision and I thought it was kind of the right decision. I think everybody was like, hey, we're down 5-2 put Askarov in, you know, Soros got some bad bounces. There's a back-to-back coming up this weekend. There's really no point in, in exhausting UC Soros for another 20 minutes when you've got Askarov right there. So, you know, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great decision and it's all like, look, it's always fun to see him. Always. Yeah. You want to yeah, see how like that one, one play. I think we were just slid out like way in the to, to make a save and oh, um you know i think there's a lot of people that's like yep that's that's yaroslav askarov there he is <laughs> um I'm, I'm with you it was good just to kind of get him some minutes mm-hmm. um you know I, I know there's a big sort of conversation going around uh because there's still a lot of teams that are really pushing the uc saros trade talk narrative I don't think the Preds are pushing it that much, but obviously that question leads into, okay, well then what becomes of Askarov or Askarov, whatever his name is, should, yeah, I cover the team. I probably should know that, but. It's hard uh, because people pronounce it two different ways. That's what's frustrating. Eric Denae says Askarov. Askarov. And I trust him in regarding prospects than anybody else. Yeah, Askarov. yeah. So, you know, but it, but it's, I think there's a lot of narrative around the goaltending future of Nashville. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a different topic for a different podcast, but I think it's just, you know, you're, you're at the point where the, you're the Preds, you want to kind of start seeing what you have. Um, obviously Kevin Lankinen's a free agent at the end of this year. So you're going to have to kind of make that, that Connor Ingram decision, where it's like, okay, is he ready to be, you know, full-time NHL backup? Is he somebody that, you know, we need maybe another year for, which in that case, what do we do with the goaltending situation? So I think if you're the Nashville Predators, as you go through this season, look for little moments like this where you can maybe see what you have in him, whether he can handle the workload. I know last night wasn't exactly the you know shining example i mean carolina seemed like they took the foot off their gas a little bit at at the end of the game you Mm -hmm. know puck was in their end of most of the time so you know it's not like a scarf got a ton of workload uh and he was pulled for the extra attacker uh, yeah very true very early five minutes left in the game or something like that so uh, i know that's not the best example but yeah it, it feels like you should probably try to start seeing uh, what yeah. you have in a player like him. 
Um, we mentioned Ann that he is in Milwaukee this season. Um, how is his season going? We, we talked a little bit about him. Here's what he had to say about his year and in, in his debut uh, afterwards. It's always fun playing uh, Nashville with our fans. It's uh, always great emotions. His first NHL game was January of this year. How much more comfortable did you feel out there compared to, to back then in Montreal? Uh, right now I have more experience, you know, just played in the AHL playoff and played a lot in the last season, in this season, something around 15 games and feel good, you know, I feel more comfy, more confident, yeah, and uh, just, I feel what I'm ready, ready to play now. I thought that was such a big statement from from Askarov to say, I feel like I'm ready to play now. Like this is somebody who who wants his chance. I will say this. Um, we saw him in January of this year in Montreal. That was his NHL debut. We saw him just briefly, like you said, last night. But I think he is a little bit of a, of a different player, and I think it's good for the Predators to get an eye on him because what has transpired for him in between that January start and last night really has changed a lot about the level of experience he has in North American hockey, about how he handles high-pressure games, how he handles teams that may be a little bit faster. Granted, you know, he was playing in the AHL, but you have to remember that Askarov took the Milwaukee Admirals all the way to the Western Conference Finals and almost to the Calder Cup. Now, he did kind of towards the end of that playoff run, um, Devin Cooley sort of took over some of those starts in net, but this is somebody who played... 48 regular season games. He played 12 postseason games. He was playing in game, you know, game seven of a seven game series where he was playing under high pressure. He's playing against, you know, some of the best teams in the AHL. So I think he's a very different player. And in in talking with him, you know, of course, we ask about his more aggressive style of play. And he's like, you know, I'm a little bit less aggressive. And I'm like, from your lips to God's ears to my Tums container, because this is a guy who is a little bit stressful to watch in net, but he is a different player. So I'm with you in the sense that Nashville needs to get some eyes on him. Um, and, and obviously the front office is doing that in the AHL, but I think to see what is he doing in the NHL, because he is a very different player than he was in January. Yeah. And it's again, like it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. It's like, you kind of want to see what you have in him and yeah. have him build some confidence. And, you know, it, it's funny because it, it seemed like we were kind of expecting an adjustment period from, from him a little bit coming mm -hmm. over to North America. And we mentioned his big season uh, in Milwaukee last year and yeah. he, you know, hit the ground running, I think better than a lot of people. I would agree. Anticipated, not hoped, um, you know, cause I think a lot of people just, you know, had high end hopes for him to begin with, but I think a lot of people were maybe expecting him to, to take a year or two. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what the predators do, uh, with the goaltending situation, because again, like, I, I think it's, you know, maybe give him another game here or there. And I, I think it, it's clear that he's ready to at least be in the conversation. And I think the Predators are at a point where they're going to have to make a decision on somebody. Um, yeah. And, and, so, and uh, not necessarily, you know, trading UC Soros or trading a scar off or anything, but just like, okay, like, are you ready for a Soros, a scar off combo? Right. Does, 
Uh, a Skarov need more time, which does that influence what you do in the NHL level? So it's going to be fascinating uh, for sure. One of the bigger storylines, I think, of this next year moving forward. And I think so much about how that storyline sifts out is going to be based on the play in front of the goaltender, whoever the goaltender is. Because if this Nashville Predators team can stay in a wild card spot, if they can kind of gain some momentum and get back into a playoff spot, I think that really changes what the front office is going to do. It's very stressful, though, because when you look at the Nashville Predators and you look at their most valuable properties, properties, people, players, you're looking at UC Soros and Yaroslav Askarov. And so what what does that mean? It's a little bit nerve wracking because those are two goaltenders in a pretty dry goaltending market that some teams that are going to make the playoffs and want to really push for the Stanley Cup, they're going to want to get somebody like UC Soros. So there's so many factors, I think, that are going to go into what the front office does. I hope they do nothing. But that, again, that's a podcast for a whole nother day. We could do a whole goaltending future podcast. But I think it keeps it interesting when you get looks like this at Askarov to see what does the Nashville Predators, you know, what do we have in the pipeline? And I can guarantee you there are other teams that were watching those 16 minutes and 48 seconds that he played. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So we talk about uh, that being one big storyline to watch in 2024. What are some of the others Mm -hmm. on tomorrow's Locked on Predators podcast? We're going to go through um, some of the top storylines we're going to be watching next year in 2024, uh, plus a look ahead to a big doubleheader for the Nashville Predators this weekend against Detroit and Washington. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on social media at K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Follow me on social media at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back with an all-new episode tomorrow. We'll see you then.